Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop, and uh, right now I'm actually speaking with someone that we've... Dude, we have supported this band since we jumped on the air with Metal Shop uh, in 2010. Uh, They are one of the gnarliest bands in underground extreme metal. They have a new album called Endarkment coming out October 2nd on Metal Blade Records. You can check out some of the singles, one of the singles that just dropped. Uh, The band is called Anal Nathrock, and I'm talking with the vocalist Dave Hunt. How are you doing today, man? Uh, How have the last few months been? If you could just kind of, you know, give me a, a... a view of what it's like to be a vocalist at extreme metal in a time when you can't really do that. Uh, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're um, welcome. The last, the last few months. Wow. How do you answer a question like that? Right. Um, <laughs> bloody awful. <laughs> it's, it's probably the best way to sum it up. Um, I mean, we, we finished recording, and Darkenment just at the time when lockdown kicked in in the oh. UK. I mean, it's, it's around the same time as it was over there as well, mm-hmm. I think, but, you know, late March kind of time. Um, so th- the album itself wasn't really affected by the, the lockdown and the virus and everything, but then obviously, you know, from March, it doesn't normally take seven months for an album to come out. <laughs> um, and, you know, you'd usually be be looking forward to shows and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that kind of thing. And uh, all that's just, just not happening. It just isn't there. It just yep. doesn't exist. So from the point of view of, you know, being a, being a vocalist in a band and recording albums, that was beautiful. It went really well. But everything since then has just been a never-ending toilet flush, basically. Um, and there's no end in sight for that. I mean, I, you probably cover this kind of stuff better than I know about it, but, you know, there are people who are announcing shows and yeah, yeah. festivals and things like that are tentatively trying, exactly. to, yeah. trying to get on the road nowadays. But I personally, I, I don't feel able to get involved in that kind of thing just yet. 
either. Um, I mean, it'd be lovely to be able to say, okay, yeah, well, we just put it back a few months. But if you remember back in, you know, March, April kind of time, people were putting events back until October. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and, you know, October's Oh, we'll be good not- then. We'll be good then. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows when it's going to be when we can actually do normal things again. So, yeah, it's been it's been surreal. But, you know, that's the, the kind of things that I'm worrying about from the point of view of being in a band are, are nothing compared to hundreds of thousands of people dying, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a, a sense of perspective that comes in there. But from our little point of view, in, insofar as it makes any difference in the world, it's just been screwed up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, so I, you do mention the the UK. You guys are a band in the UK. Where exactly are you uh, today? Where where um, do you reside? Well, we're 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 in the UK and we're in the US. Oh, okay. Um, basically, there's two of us. Yeah. Um, in the band, um, when we play live, naturally we have other guys who play with us, and usually they've come from the UK. Although when we were in um, Maryland last year. Uh, we had some U.S. guys playing with us, so you know it's a bit of a, a melting pot like that. But basically, I'm I'm in Birmingham, okay, um, here in the, um, which you know people who listen to a show like this will know this is where heavy metal was invented and grindcore actually was pretty much invented at a pub about a mile away from where I'm sat uh, right now. That's so, so badass. Know, it's got some history. Um, but also my partner in crime as you might call him mick he lives over in uh, in orange county okay. in california um so it, i mean that's another aspect of how the, the virus has gone crazy because a lot of bands in our kind of situation they're trying to put shows on to be streamed on the internet and stuff mm-hmm. um and i'm not really sure that's our kind of thing anyway but the fact is we couldn't do it even if we wanted to because we're four and a half thousand miles away from each yeah. other so, you know, it's all a bit screwed up so this project has pretty much always been has it has it pretty much always been just like a a collaboration within like via online or did you guys know each other originally or did, how did you guys meet up how, what's the origin story for Anal Nathrak and I'm sure this has been told before but I would love to just kind of get an idea and and have our listeners find out about this yeah yeah um I mean nowadays with the the, the the era of superhero films and that if you hear origin story it, it sounds like <laughs> i should mention yeah there was an experimental military science lab and <laughs> yeah <laughs> something strange happened um but no we we got to know each other in person mick used to live here okay um He's, he's originally from uh, a town about 10 miles away from here, and then he moved to Birmingham, and we got to know each other, I mean, in our late teens, something like that, quite a while ago. Cool. Um, but then life happened, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, people people move around the world, and, and Mick moved over to California. So we we started out recording and, and, and everything else that we do um, together. And, you know, it was, it was a matter of 10 minutes up the road to, uh, to get together to do stuff. And then when we became geographically separated, it weirdly made pretty much no difference whatsoever. Because nice. um, the way we write and things, it, we're not really, you know, we're not clutch. We don't go down to the jam room and, and you know, knock things out in a, in a conventional sort of way. Yeah. We, we tend to write sort of in our own little bubbles and then we come together just to record and, and 
bring everything together at, at that time. So it involves getting on a plane instead of getting on a bus or, or getting in your car. But other than that, it's been kind of kind of smooth. I mean, it, it, basically, it's down to the internet. Okay. Um, you can do uh, an array of things now that you couldn't do before. I mean, I'm talking to you. Uh-huh. Uh, Over Skype, you, yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, it, it's it's an organic origin story, you might say. But even though it's now via kind of artificial means, it's still much the same as it ever was in terms of how we talk to each other and everything. Nice. Well, uh, the the um, final product is being released October second with Endarkment of the of the newest uh, on Nothrak record, and uh, it just strikes me as an interesting time to release a. Uh, an underground like extreme metal album because well it's just an odd time but also it's probably the most metal timeline ever because like our dystopian future and like viral outbreaks it's all kind of happening (laughs) is this the most (laughs) metal time ever um yeah i mean it depends on your definition but yeah it's um it's certainly an unpredictable time isn't it and um it seems that one thing one thing happening seems to play into another thing happening so you know a, a lot of a lot of the things that, ha- that were happening before the virus came along um yeah. like i say we recorded before it came along so that a lot of the themes we were talking about on the album um just seem to have been magnified now that the virus came. Because you, you could easily end up in a situation, I'm sure it has happened to a lot of people, um, especially like people making films and stuff like that that take quite a long time to make. Uh-huh. Um, you could easily end up in a situation where you're kind of, you know, the, not every album or film or whatever is kind of like an episode of CNN or anything, but you are relating things to what's going on in the world and then the world changes and it leaves you looking a bit, sort of disconnected all of a sudden you're old fashioned, even though it was only a week ago. Um, whereas in our case, the opposite seems to have happened. You know, the the way that the world's changed in the last few months, um, just kind of seems to have reinforced some of the things we were talking about. You know, we we were talking about, I mean, we're not a politics band the whole time, but we do touch on things that are happening in the world and stuff like that. And there seemed to be some quite nasty currents going on. It's, um, you know, everyone in the world is well aware of things that have been happening in the US over the past few years. And in the UK, it's been a bit it's been a bit of a bumpy ride as well. Uh But with the way the virus came out, it seems to have intensified all of the things that were going on. Um, So in a weird way, the fact that the world is so screwed up at the moment has has actually made what we were talking about even more relevant. Um, Not in a way that we could have predicted. I wish I could sit back and go, oh, yeah, I knew this was coming. Yeah. Um, Which obviously I didn't, but it's, it's worked out that way, you know. Wow, I'm I'm excited to, to to jump into the record and and uh, it's one of those albums or it's you're one of the bands I I can't speak for the album but you're one of those bands that I can put on if I'm just like I need to get some rage out and if you're listening to this uh, and you're like man this guy sounds like a really well spoken guy his band's probably pretty relaxed pretty chill well you should put the album on or you should put an Anul Nathrock into uh, your computer check it out because this guy straight up has the voice of a demon and then also at the same time the voice of like a warrior with like these epic soaring vocals so i i wanted to ask you about you have one of the gnarliest most unique vocal styles in extreme music in my opinion what was like your influences vocally like 
when you first started who were some of your vocal influences and also what gave you the confidence to just say it and get up there and do vocals for a for a band um even right when i was a little kid and i mean like five years old or something like that um I could make unusual sounds. I used to. I used to be the kid that growled back at dogs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. I don't remember how I figured out how to do that. That just came naturally. But you know, I was always making odd noises. Um, and so when when I ended up listening to music that had you know these kinds of styles of vocals, it seemed possibly more natural to me than it might have done to most people it that clicked. people would sing like yeah. that because um, it wasn't all that different to some things that I did just do, you know when I was a kid anyway sure um, so yeah I mean it, the influences at the time it, it was partially it was more before we started Anil Nathrak that I would I would try to emulate the things I was listening to so you know the back in whatever year it was, everything was in black and white and planes hadn't been invented yet. But yeah, I was listening to <laughs> the death metal of the time and, yep. and stuff like that and, and trying to imitate it maybe. But when once we got to doing Anil Nathrak, it was more a matter of having a feeling and just trying to do something that got that feeling out. Um, so, yeah, back in the day, I don't know, Glenn Benton, someone someone like that. Okay, you know? but, yeah. Um, Dave Vincent, maybe. So, Deicide, Morbid Angel. That's the kind of stuff I was listening to, you know, in formative years, so to speak. And then, with the way we were doing Anil Nathrak, it seemed appropriate just to throw all sorts of other things into the mix if they were what came naturally. You know, I didn't want to contrive. Totally. You know, be, look at me, I can do different styles or anything like that. It was just, it felt right to do these different things. So then, you know, adding some clean vocals in, probably. Um, Garm from Arcturus was probably the, oh, cool. the biggest influence on clean stuff. I, I think people would probably know him as Trickster G nowadays. I can't remember what he calls himself. It, it's the guy in Ulva. So, oh, okay. You know, okay. Plenty of people have heard that. And then it was just then it just became about making the right noise rather than trying yeah. to emulate anything. So, you know, anything goes nowadays. Anything, anything that fits seems right, gets the right feeling across then it's okay to do it as far as I'm concerned. So uh, it's interesting to me because for some, sometimes I would hear like an extreme, like really guttural voice. And then maybe the voice, uh, the soaring vocals just doesn't sound right. But for you guys, it sounds right. And I never put those two together. Maybe, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like more recently I've been hearing the more epic singing parts in your guys's band. Uh, and, um, what first off like did you always know you could do that or did it take some practice to be like hey i can actually sing <laughs> um well i certainly didn't know i could i didn't know i was going to do it on yeah. the track until we were mid-recording um and yeah i mean i will correct you slightly we have been doing it a long time okay I mean, uh at least i said there's some bits of it on our demos but at least our second album which is Oh God, it's a long time ago now. <laughs> um, that was that was the moment because when we, when we're re recording things, it, we haven't set out in stone how it's going to be. We, we're we're quite spontaneous when we're recording and, and we 
we'd, you know, certainly I tried to react to the music in a fairly genuine kind of a way rather than planning it out and being meticulous. So there was, there was one particular part on Domine Non Es Dignus. It was our second album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was stood there next to the microphone and we record together, the two of us. So yeah. Mick sat there, you know, ready to press the record button. And I'm thinking, right, how do, how do I approach this next bit? And it was just, okay, Mick, press record. And out came some singing. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't deliberate. And I think perhaps, perhaps that's to do with what you say about the way it feels kind of natural for these things that shouldn't necessarily fit together. Yeah. Um, it's precisely that. It's because we haven't thought, well, we need this, we need that, yeah. we're going to put this in there. Um, that's not how we approach things. It's just whatever feels natural for the music is is what I try to do. So um, I think that kind of spontaneous approach maybe does allow us to put more things together that kind of shouldn't fit, but, okay. but in a way they kind of do in the end. Nice, dude. That, that's a good uh, that's good reasoning. I like that. It's organic. Um yeah, exactly. What uh, what drew you to extreme music? Because I'm assuming we did. I mean, we didn't all wake up, uh, or we didn't all come out of the womb with a Minor Threat and Morbid Angel albums. So, uh, <laughs> what drew you to it? It would surprise the hell out of your mom if you did, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. In my case, um, I didn't have. I mean, in, in Mick's case, I'm not sure what what turned his older brother onto it so much, but Mick kind of grew up hearing stuff like this you know he was he was listening to napalm death when he was 11 and oh, wow. that kind of thing. so it's it's just been in his blood since since he was a little kid mm-hmm. um in my case i didn't have anyone around that i was copying things of. i i had a, a an idea of a sound in my head um that's awesome and although i didn't know for sure whether it was out there i was kind of sure that it must be um so i just kind of i went looking for it basically um so I, I picked up on things that I thought were steps in that direction as as I learned of them. So, you know, when I was a kid, I went to a, a, a shop in in the city and I found an Iron Maiden album. And after after that, the the next heaviest thing I heard was Metallica and then Slayer and, and you know and, and so on until I ended up um, hearing. I think I would probably now I would probably say it was Deerside. Um, okay. In in a like a memorabilia like a, a t-shirt shop and i'm like ah you see i know i knew there was something out there that sounded <laughs> like this um and then it was just you know the, the next most extreme thing right right the way through until i i couldn't get any more extreme so it was it in my case it was in my head before i it was in my ears if you see what i mean and i just found it out there in the end that's amazing were there any bands that you heard that as you were getting deeper and deeper, were there any bands that were too much that was like, whoa, whoa, I'm not ready for that? Or was it just always, you were always ready for the more extreme? No, yeah, I was always looking for the more extreme. extreme. Until I hit probably something like uh, White House or Masana or something like that. I mean, these aren't names that many people know. But Is that like Power Electronics? Yeah, exactly. Finally, I found something that was, I was like, yeah, okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I run straight through, you know, straight through carcass and all stuff like that. Yeah. And straight through brutal truth and yeah, and blasphemy, gods of war, stuff yeah. like that. Still not quite enough. So yeah, I'm, I'm a glutton for as hard as you can get it. 
Dude, that's awesome. What 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 are some current things? Uh, do you stay current with like uh, newer bands? Are there any any newer bands like uh, a band that comes to mind that I think you would dig with Full of Hell? Um, do you do you? Uh, I've heard that name, yeah, we're 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 not necessarily the best at staying current because we we aren't. We were, we were fanatical readers of all the magazines and all of that kind of stuff when we were younger, but we've, we've got kind of distracted by doing our own thing. And, Fair and enough. Yeah. Gone by. So we, we, we are a bit limited in, in some of the stuff we're exposed to nowadays. Although, having said that, um, I, I use Tidal nowadays, and one of the things that came up the other day was a band called Skeletal Remains. Oh, um, they're so awesome. And uh, that, yeah, I think they're they're quite a young band. And and with them, it was um, it was a bit like you know the Polish band uh, Behemoth or Behemoth. Yeah. Now they a couple of years ago, probably more than a couple of years ago, but with their album The Satanist, they kind of got huge all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't necessarily that they were doing stuff that nobody had ever done, but they were combining things in a in just the right kind of a way. Totally. Um, I hear a lot of that with that Skeletal Remains band. They're only young guys, yeah. um, and they're putting an original spin on some not completely unfamiliar elements, but they're bringing things together in, in a really cool way. So so that's one thing um, I've latched onto recently. But we're, we're pretty broad with the the music we listen to. So there's, you know, there's other stuff that's absolutely nothing to do with metal that I could tell you that I've been listening to lately as well. So we're, we're kind of omnivorous. Um, well, what's what's one band that uh, you know, or one band or artist that a, a listener right now would be surprised the guy from Anal Nathrock likes? I spent most of yesterday listening to Esther Phillips. Can you um, fill me in with Esther Phillips? Is that jazz or pop or? Uh, she was um, uh, like the early seventies, kind of a contemporary of Aretha Franklin kind oh, of thing. Okay, kind of soul. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it's a bit broader than that, but yeah, okay. um, I've also been listening a lot to Idols lately. Okay, um, they're a UK band. They they don't like being called punk, but basically they're a punk band that don't sound like punk. <laughs> Listen to it, you'll see what I mean. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> they're, they're pretty cool. Right on, man. I, I, when you mentioned Skeletal Remains and, and you also mentioned like listening to all kinds of different stuff, I actually saw Skeletal Remains on a rad show. It was Skeletal Remains, Agnostic Front, Hatebreed, and Obituary. I was like, that's a pretty good lineup, man, with Agnostic Front in there and then also Skeletal Remains. I was like, that's pretty pretty diverse for underground you know, heavy and hardcore metal and stuff. So, um, Yeah, man. I'll that show. What's the, okay? Uh, one final question for you, Dave. If you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it, <laughs> um, I've got a few. Actually. Okay. Um, probably I, I have one. It's it's faded a little now. It's it's quite old. But um, no, actually, I'll pick a different one. I have one on the on the bottom of my chin. I have a beard nowadays, so you can't, you can't really see it. But yeah. I, it's there. I have. A, bottom of my chin We'd, and mick and i used to play together in a band called mistress okay um a mistress basically the whole intention of mistress was just to be as violent unpleasant as possible <laughs> um, and we achieved it quite well yeah at <laughs> the time um and there was there was one show when um uh, frankly i was a bit bored um not of playing the music or anything but just thinking oh, i wish something crazy would happen you know yeah um and i eventually ended up inciting this guy in the audience to punch me as hard as he could oh no um 
and he coiled down to his ankles <laughs> and let rip. Um, and yeah, that was fine. Um, but and then I would, I just carried on singing. I was so drunk I couldn't feel a damn thing. Oh anyway, God. this was mystery, so that's what that band was like. Yeah. But while I was, singing, I could feel something on my arm, and I looked down, and my arm that was holding the microphone was just covered in blood. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it turns out I had this huge hole in my face from where this guy punched me. So uh, you're like channeling, finished, you're like channeling but, Gigi Allen there or something. Yeah, there was a little bit of that <laughs> kind of influence in it. Yeah, um, and so yeah, like I say, we finished the show. It was all fine, but then later that night, I, yeah, I, I was asleep in the A and E department, getting stitches in my face. God damn! <laughs> all good fun. All good fun. Well, was it was it videotaped? Uh, no, probably for the best because the police would probably want to see it. If it had been. <laughs> fair enough, man. Fair enough. Uh, again, I'm speaking with Dave Hunt, and uh, he's his band Anal Nathrock is coming out with a record called Endarkment out October 2nd. You can pre order it now from Metal Blade Records. Uh, now is a great time to support underground extreme music and artists because their main pipeline to financial security has been taken away from them with touring and shows and we all know this i'm, I'm just reiterating so please pre-order the album buy a t-shirt any way you can help uh dave any final words for uh, northwest and seattle in particular i just thanks i had a lovely time in seattle when i was there with benediction playing with bolt thrower a few yes. years ago so uh, yeah hello to anyone who was there and thanks for the support uh, it means a lot to us we genuinely appreciate it so thank you this has been middle shops backstage pass <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.